You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick word from the future, which it turns out is right now. Because right now you can get the photos and videos your business needs while sitting on your couch. No matter where you are, you can grow your e-com store with Suna. Suna is the world's first virtual content studio. In 24 hours, you'll have the solution to your e-commerce sales. No expensive photo or video shoot, just you making money with the images people need to inspire them to buy. Get started today at Suna.co. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm here again with Liz Georgie, co-founder and CEO over at Suna, our longtime friends and partners. We've done a bunch of episodes together this year on all things creative and why that's what everyone's talking about these days. Today, I wanna go deeper on the founder story and why now is the time to highlight your founders in your marketing. So Liz, thanks for coming back on the show. It is always one of my favorite things to do. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I love that. I, I hope that's true. It is true. I love to catch up with you too. So yeah, let's start high level, like story, founder story. Why do you think that's so critical? In marketing. Founder stories have always been this really interesting linchpin that many startups, many new emerging brands have used to kind of tell the story of their business. But right now, specifically in this moment in history, it's especially important because of two emerging trends. The first is the presence of TikTok and the domination of TikTok as a platform. And why is that? TikTok is a human platform. It's a platform where people are trying to connect with other people. They want to hear the stories of individual influencers. And so founder stories, especially on TikTok and when integrated beautifully on TikTok, are more competitive. They show up more proactively on the algorithm and they help people get excited about following your brand. The second emerging trend is all the follow-on copycat behavior that's happening with Instagram, but also products like Be Real. I don't know if you're on Be Real yet, Ben, but Be Real now has 10 million users. It's one of the fastest growing social media platforms right now. And what is Be Real all about? It's about telling the real stories of real people doing real things. And what are founder stories? They are exactly that. It's people being real, having to go through the ups and downs of building your business, sharing them behind the scenes, and really making that content sing. So when you look at all these trends coming together, founder stories aren't just more relevant than ever, they're actually more competitive than ever. And that's why we're really telling people to lean into it at this moment. I like that. Yeah. The TikTok stuff that be real, it resonates. I think I've talked so much about like the importance of a good hook right? And like, for some people, that's like an offer, but narrative, a story from you, the founder can be your hook, right? It's your personal experience that can be that quick thing, like in the beginning of your TikTok or wherever you're putting this, that actually ropes someone in, they can relate immediately, or they connect with you as, as the founder. And I actually think a really strong narrative or story can propel you in a big enough market to your first million in sales just off the story alone. 100%. One of the things I always tell people is that there are months at Suna where my personal Twitter account will generate up to 10% of our traffic to our website. I mean, our ability as founders to, you know, tell a compelling story 
is essential to our businesses. I also think there's this other really interesting part of it where if we look at our own behavior, think about your own shopping behavior. When you're about to buy a product or hire a company, you go look for reviews from people that you relate to. You go read those four-star reviews, those one-star reviews, and you try to find someone who you think is like yourself. You try to compare yourself to other people. We are all in the business of comparing ourselves to other people. And I think founder stories are really just an extension of that. They help us understand, is this person like me? Do I relate to them? Do I have the same problems that they were having? Or do I like the way they solve that problem? And it gives us a reason to then get over that hurdle of should I buy and actually make a purchase. Do you think it has to be the founder themselves telling the story? Or do you think it's just like the existence of a brand story that's so critical? I think that it can be done with just the brand broadly and really identifying key people inside of your company who could be good advocates or could be good storytellers for your brand. At Suna, in addition to me being really active with our founder story, we also integrate the stories of creatives at the company or integrate the stories of our TikTok personality, Eric. <laughs> you know, he's always doing really great interviews with our customers. It is in part just people to people connection, wanting to connect with other human beings. The internet is full of a lot of nonsense. And so when you feel like there's something real out there and you feel like there's something authentic out there, it does stand out from the rest of the stuff that you're sort of consuming on your feed. But I also think that one of the things that Founder Story does that really only founders can do is one, it sets an inspirational tone. And we all want to be inspired. We all want to feel good about things. And two, it gives you a chance to talk about the hero's journey. And the hero's journey goes back as old as time. As long as storytelling has existed, the hero's journey has been essential. And so using your founder story as a way to really talk about the before, the during, and after is a really great way to leverage that hero story. And if you as a founder are still not ready for that, you're like, I cannot do it. Use your customers as that hero story then. What was there before? What was there during? What was there after? And then how do you leverage that hero story in your customer for getting kind of the same emotional outcomes? You know, it's interesting. I appreciate that stance because me coming into this, I'm like, if the founder or the founders aren't willing to be the ones telling that story, I think it will fall flat. But hearing you just say, get your customers to tell those stories, I think is really actually probably more impactful than having your employees try to tell that story without the founder in the front. I like that. I just think if the founder is not willing to be the one to get up on the, the soapbox and share the story, like, how are you going to recruit top talent? Right? How are you going to connect with customers? How are you going to lead your team through tough times? You know, so I think it's a it's a big part. It's almost become synonymous with leadership. Is for me like having that story and come from the founder. Here's one of the most important pieces of advice I give to new founders: get over yourself. You have to stop worrying about your vanity. You have to stop worrying about will you sound foolish? Will you sound good? Will you sound bad? These are debates that we can all have, but ultimately 
The journey of being a founder is one of putting yourself out there over and over and over again. And sometimes you'll resonate and sometimes you won't. And ultimately, it is a superpower. It is an affordable way and it is a very smart way to help people discover your business without having to spend a ton of money, without having to ask for other people's help. And honestly, you might be surprised how many people relate to you and how many people find what you have to say special and interesting and worthy. And even that journey is a journey worth understanding because it helps us learn. I don't know any founder who isn't learning something every single day, including something about themselves. I agree with that. So you started by talking about TikTok I want to also cover a couple examples of brands that come to mind that have really strong stories. But like, where do you think the story is used, right? Where should this be used? Stories should be used in a couple of key places. One is always be thinking about how to get on that iPhone, how to get on your Android phone and record those little video vignette stories. Uh, we did a story the other day at Suna about my co-founder and I kind of teasing each other about Women in Business Day, kind of giving each other congratulations about it being, congratulations, it's Women in Business Day, right? So get on camera, do those silly things. If you can't think of something, you know, use these silly social media holidays to have help you come up with a purpose or a reason. You know, we also frequently do videos that are about upcoming promotions or upcoming product strategy. So I'll go on camera on my iPhone and I'll tell our customers about our new holiday trend sets that we have coming out for Black Friday and Cyber Monday and why they're so important to me and why I'm so excited about what they can do for their business. And I tell my own story about discovering the power of holiday in our business, right? So I give that context it just becomes part of a library of stories that you tell. One of the other misnomers is that every founder story has to be some giant, deep, emotional discovery. That's not true. Some of your founder stories can be something really silly. We told a founder story on TikTok the other day about how my co-founder Haley quite literally always forgets her leftovers from lunch at the office, and then someone has to throw it away hours later or days later. You know, sometimes your founder story is just a reflection on the culture, it's a reflection on how you interact with others. And that's perfect content for TikTok. Remember, people don't want to just be marketed to all the time. They want to laugh. They want to feel good. Beyond TikTok, you can also think about your founder story as something that you include on your website, on your About Us page. Provide that, you know, 200, 300 word biography about how the business was started, who started it, what they did before. And then finally, one thing that I love to do is I write a monthly newsletter to our customers who opt in, letting them know about notes from my desk, things I'm observing in the industry, things that might help them in their content, observations that I've made about leadership. These are all my founder stories, but I'm sharing them with people in a non-promotional way from my desk to their desk, hopefully something that they feel excited about receiving every month. I like that. Yeah. I mean, critical on the website, obviously through social media, those are both kind of like top of funnel places. The other natural spots for me would be like an, an welcome series through email. I also think that like when you're opening a product, you should be crafting an unboxing experience that reinforces that story. If it's a strong founder story with like real meaning behind it, that can be another really big opportunity. Oh, 100%. Or on your packaging even. Your packaging also has a role to play. Yeah. Let's talk about some that, that come to mind. You mentioned a few when we were catching up. Yeah. 
One that I want to highlight because it's one of my favorites in my pantry is Quinn Snacks. Quinn Snacks is on a mission to make unhealthy snacks better for you. So those classics that you love, like microwave popcorn, pretzels, the things that you would buy before a big game or that you would just buy to have for snacking around the house on a movie night. And Christy Lewis, the founder, once told me that she really thought about her founder story as just being the relatable story of a mom who wanted to feed her kids all the same snacks she loved on movie night when she was was young, but that she now knew were not good for her family. And so she talks a lot about the relatability of being a mom trying to make swaps in the diet from one product to another. I love that they use curse words on social media because Christy uses curse words. And that's a founding principle that they have on their team. Let's talk the way that Christy talks. Let's not talk like a brand. Let's talk like a person. And that really comes to life in so many different places. And one final place that I think it comes to life that I think is really special is Quinn Snacks is actually named after her first son. Her first son is named Quinn. And so on the box, they have a little story about Quinn and about how he feels about being named after uh, this company and the company being named after him. It's a really special way to feel a full circle connection with the brand. Wow. So just right there, this is the power of story because for anyone listening, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me talk a lot about like, how we care a lot about what we feed our kids in my house. And so like you just sharing the story in the words that you used, right? From Christy about making unhealthy snacks better for you. And it was all because of her kids just hooked me. And so like, I've never heard of Quinn snacks before this. And now I've got something to talk to my wife about after this. The peanut butter stuffed pretzel nuggets, Ben. You will never go back. You will never go back. I love it. But yeah, that, that's the power of story. So who else is on the list for you? Yeah, a couple more that I would want to feature are 93 Play Street, founded by a founder named Jessica Anderson. I love this story because I'm a kid of the 80s and she was a kid of the 80s. She wanted to bring about 80s inspired swimsuits. She loved the high cuts, the neon colors, the crazy graphics. And she was having a hard time finding these swimsuits. And so she thought, why don't I create kind of that crazy 80s inspired swimsuit brand? And instead of just talking about why she created the product, she did something so interesting on TikTok. TikTok with her story, she took all of her customers on a journey to her first $1 million. She set a goal when she started the company to get to a million dollars of revenue in the first year, which is a big goal. And I should tell you, less than 1% of female founded businesses make a million dollars in annual revenue. So it wasn't just a goal that was about Jessica. It was a goal about how female founders really struggle to hit these big targets because of some of the challenges they face. And so her community went crazy. They rallied around her. They were so excited to hear her updates. It wasn't just about a swimsuit. It was about this massive business impact that she was imagining. And wouldn't you know it, creating that community around it is helping her get very, very close to her goal. So I go go check out 93 Play Street on TikTok. I think you'll really enjoy it. I like that. That's also another one where like Jessica getting up and talking about that is going to inspire her customers. It's going to inspire potential recruits for her business. It's going to inspire the team seeing her get up and talk about that. So yeah, I love that founder story. 
And one that I want to bring back to Instagram, because I know many of us are still on Instagram and constantly trying to figure out how to make the algorithm work for us, is Dogs of Instagram. And the brand that was created by that founder called Great Pet Living. So many of us, when we first got on Instagram, maybe one of the first accounts we followed was Dogs of Instagram. It's a very famous account that features real dogs and real owners living life and being happy. But one of the things I love about this account is that it actually inspired its own e-commerce store, which is called Great Pet Living. And they say that the founder of the brand is the dog Xena, who inspired the initial Dogs of Instagram account. And Xena is a really special dog to us here at Suna, because not only does Xena come in and model all her own products for Great Pet Living for their store, but she actually then has now become a pet model that anybody can hire to use for their own pet products. So she is one of our Suna Studios pet models who we love and who we celebrate. It's a, such a perfect example of how, you know, the founder story doesn't just have to be about some person, a, a person that created the company. The extension of expanding it to Xena, expanding it to this wonderful dog who's so friendly and so fun to watch play and watch be happy online, uh, it makes all of us feel connected to the brand in a way that is emotional and real and, of course, made me want to buy some great pet living products. I love it. You got to send me a picture of Xena. I can't believe she's a dog model. So you guys actually have dog models like for shoots? Absolutely. There are over 200 dog and cat models in the Suna directory. So if you sell pet products, uh, we can help you out. In fact, we even just onboarded our first bunny models and our first turtle models to the pet directory, Ben. So we're expanding the pet repertoire here at Suna. Unbelievable. Well, this is good. I think it's fun to, to think about for you listeners, especially leading up to Black Friday, if you haven't leaned into story, I really think like the first thing you should do is cancel your meetings and just like write down, right? Like, why did you start this company or you and your team? Why did you do this? Like, what led you to this moment? And hopefully it's not just like to make a lot of money, but it's actually like something that, that drove a passion to solve a real problem. And then use that as an, as an anchor in pretty much every touch point you have with whether it's new leads on social or repeat customers and an email. Give people a reason to believe. Give them a reason to be a fan of your business and your brand. And don't give up after one and done. You know, a lot of folks will go make one little founder video and feel like they, okay, check that off the list. It's got to be part of your ongoing strategy. So uh, what I like to do is I like to set aside about two hours a month where I'm just recording content, about a half an hour of time where I record content, and then a half an hour of time where I write my monthly newsletter, and then about an hour where I set up all my tweets for the month. And all that together combines into a really powerful library of content that my team can use to seamlessly integrate founder stories where it makes sense. Awesome. Well, Liz, always insightful. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll be back with Liz in a couple weeks. We've got good content coming up as it relates to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and your photos and videos uh, to make it a splash.